Good morning, coaches. Welcome to the National Wake Up Call Pre-Call Conference. Let me start going now here. All right, everybody, we are live on Facebook. Today is Monday, January 22nd, 2018. It is day eight. Uh, if you are in the 80-day obsession coach test group, and let me just say, I am so proud of everybody that is that has completed week one. You are all rock stars in my book. And by rock stars, I mean majestic alpacas. Anyway, really, really awesome job staying committed to your workout program and your eating plan. It takes real discipline. Keep up the good work, everybody. We are all rooting for you. So I want to get started uh, to get the, to the winners from last week's contest. Here are some of the questions and some of the answers. Number one, you can now add more challengers to your challenge groups by using the My Challenge Tracker app. How many participants can you now invite? And that answer is 500. So congratulations, winner number one is a diamond coach from San Antonio, Texas, Brenda Marquez. Question number two, what is the name of the great big boat we're headed on next year for the annual Success Club trip? And that is Harmony of the Seas. Winner number two is a three-star diamond coach from Cottondale, Alabama, Christy Kennard. Uh, both Brenda and Christy are getting a book by Mel Robbins. It's the five-second rule. And we're giving that away all this month of January because of uh, the webcast that she'll be doing in February for Success Club winners. So if you want to win that book this month or you just want to have fun and playing in the contest, all you have to do, you can, you can play any way you want. You can play by email. Just email me at coachcall at beachbody.com. You can tweet your answer to tbbcoach411 or you can comment right here on this Facebook page. So here we are, uh, question number one. Here we go, number one. Team Cup starts in February. The prize is a Coach Summit experience. How can your team earn that grand prize, okay? So remember, February's Team Cup is all about the Summit experience. It's the Summit edition. What are the ways that your team can earn that? Question number two. Here's an easy one about Shakeology. What Shakeology flavors are in the vegan barista combo pack? Okay, what are the flavors in the vegan barista combo pack? So that's it for the pre-call contest. Let me get going with the full call. It's the top of the hour. Good morning, coaches. This is your wake-up call. Today is Monday, January 22nd. And here are the three things you need to know for the week. I'm gonna go ahead and share my screen so you can see them as I say them. Are we good? <laughs> Number one, the January Success Club reward. Help three people get started on their fitness journey with a challenge pack and you will earn a live personal development webcast with Mel Robbins. She's gonna teach you simple science-based techniques on how to be more productive. So here's the exciting part. She's actually gonna be selecting a few coaches from the live audience 
where she is going to teach her skills using real examples. So you want to be on that live one. If you achieve success club, you will get an email with that uh, webcast link. That'll be uh, nine o'clock in the morning, February 15th. And that's in Pacific time. That's the live call. We will record it for those of you who can't make it, but the live one is at that 9 a.m. More uh, information on that, FAQ 9367. Announcement number two, double trip dollars in January. Again, we do this every January, so you should be used to it by now if you've been around. In January, you, you earn twice as many dollars, trip dollars, to spend on the next Success Club trip in 2019. Um, As a coach, you can apply these trip dollars to the room cost of that trip. If you want more information on that, that's FAQ 9370. And last but not least, you've heard about it. Carl announced it. It's the one by three by five Facebook group. If you're on a Team Cup team already and you have a ticket to Coach Summit for 2018, Carl will be inviting you to participate in his success club system, one by three by five. You'll learn how to achieve success club while helping your personal coaches do the same. This will run from February 5th up until Coach Summit. um, And you don't want to miss out on um, some of these great success leaders that he's getting on, uh, who who he's inviting several people to get on. I think he announced Brendan Bruchard. Um, will be one of the speakers. And FAQ 8463, those are the three announcements that you need to know for the week. And now I'd like to say goodbye and hand it over to Darren in Utah. Darren Ashby, Mr. Voice, are you here? Hey, good morning, Sandy. How's it going? Good Good morning. And thanks for my new light. I'm digging it. You are welcome. You look fabulous, my dear. (laughs) Fabulous. And so do you with the gorgeous view behind you. So take it away. Thanks, Darren. Bye, coaches. All right. It wouldn't be right if I didn't say good morning, coaches. Welcome to another week of advancements. So let's see. I'll get ready on my keyboard so I can see this stuff. Because I don't. I know a lot of you think I memorize all these names, but I don't. So here we go. We're going to start with our newest diamond coaches. Here they are. Congratulations to Jessica Berry, Christy Bates from Canada, Brittany Broku, Kathy Dixon, Kelly. Ductowitz, Christy Ebright, Nick Ganey, Jody Hill, Tyler Hughes, Amy Krupa, Lauren uh, Letieri, Monica Lopez, and a secondary CBC, we have Jamie Messina, Ashley Schoen, Lindsay Smith, Cameron Smith, Kayla Taylor, and Morgan Wells. Way to go, guys. Now at New uh, Star Diamond this week, congratulations to Eric Feldman. Also, we have a new four-star diamond coach this week, Ashley Fildizen. And coaches, we have a new five-star diamond coach. Amazing accomplishment. Congratulations goes to Taylor Jensen. All right, that's it for ranks. Now onto the top success club point earners for the week. And on top of that list, we have Cindy Tremblay, Emily Favre, Amanda McGuire, Emily Robida, and Brianna Headley. All right, short and simple. That's another week of advancements. Congratulations to everyone on the call. And don't ever forget to make it a fantastic week, everybody. And now I'm honored to welcome to the call the president of Global Sales, Jeff Hill. Darren, that was 
absolutely magnificent. I don't know whether you can see me or not. Can you see me okay? I can see you just fine, Jeff. Okay, well, if these, faces don't, if these faces don't wake everybody up in the morning, I don't know what will. But uh, anyway, coaches, welcome to everybody who just advanced their business, new diamonds, um, new five-star diamond. That's absolutely incredible. And that's what this business is all about, is about movement, about moving forward and advancing. And so it's fun to announce you as, a, as an achiever on this call. Now, talk about achieving. Um, we have the pleasure today of talking to a coach that has been in the business for about seven and a half years. She's honestly one of the first coaches that I met. I was on a, I think it was a Super Saturday in Florida about seven and a half years ago. And this young blonde woman came up and started to tell me how she was going to achieve a certain set of goals whereby she could earn a trip to Cabo. And I was like, Okay, right. You know, you hear that from a lot of people. Well, this woman delivers. She is a 2018 Elite 10 coach, number seven in the entire network. Get this, seven-time Elite coach, seven years. She is a six-time top 10. So six out of the seven years she's been in the business, seven and a half years that she's been in the business, she has been in the Elite 10. In 2013, she was the top coach of the year. Get this, she is a superstar diamond four, which means she is a 15-star diamond in four of her business centers, which is absolutely remarkable. 90 months in success club. She's an all-star 10 legend. So absolutely my pleasure to introduce uh, from Clearwater, Florida, Lindsay Matway to the call. So Lindsay, are you there? I am, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Well, no, absolutely. I appreciate you being on here. I know you're a busy woman. You got things happening in your life. And, <laughs> and it is Monday morning, most of all. So that's that time when all of us are trying to get going and, and, uh, and get our businesses going and our lives going again for the week. So thank you for being on the call. And as I read that list of accomplishments, you know, for sure, uh, you know, really remarkable. But I think what's also key about it is, you know, we're looking at it from the standpoint of looking back seven years, pulling everything together and putting it like, I don't know if people can see behind me, but like in a snowball, you know, it's, it's just kind of like compacting everything. But the reality is, is that each one of those accomplishments were earned a day at a time, a week at a, week at a time, you know, at a year at a time. And so I think what you do, how you do it is particularly applicable to new coaches as they start to go a day at a time, a week at a time, you know, a year at a time. So, so let's just go back really quickly and give just a quick summary of, of, of who Lindsay Matway is. Many people don't know. And then we're going to jump into questions about this comeback year that you're, we've, we've promoted. Okay. Well, as Jeff said, I started about seven and a half years ago and my life at the time was in complete shambles. Um, I was bankrupt. I had just filed bankruptcy right before I signed up as a coach and fell into this opportunity completely by chance and had great results with P90X, had had a baby at the time I had, um, I think she was about one year old at the time I started. And I just wanted something that would hopefully become my leg at the end of the tunnel. And as I started to get involved with the business and learn a little bit about it, one, my guard went up and like, oh my gosh, I hope this is not some sort of like pyramid scheme. But at the same time, my pride was already out the window. I had nothing to lose. <laughs> my back was against the wall. Um, I realized really quickly that I didn't have a lot of um, upline support. The person that was signing me up uh, wasn't involved with the business. The person above her really wasn't involved with the business. And so... I had this moment where I was kind of faced with a decision. Am I going to say, ah, 
see it's just not meant to be because all the stars haven't aligned. That's what I had typically done in the past. Or was I going to decide to go a different route and say, you know what, I'm going to do it anyway. And I'm going to become, and this is the route I chose. I'm going to become the kind of coach that I wished I would have had. I'm going to face these challenges and say, okay, what is this here to teach me and take one step at a time. And that's probably where a lot of people find themselves in this business. And when I, when I talked to Jeff, uh, I was about six months into my business. I don't think I had ever gotten more than 10 success club points. And I, it was January. And I just felt like it's a clean slate. Like everyone is back to zero. All the top coaches were back to zero points. And I thought, okay, I couldn't keep up with them in the middle of the year when I started, but maybe just maybe I could somehow keep up with them if we're both at zero. And so I went all in. And when I told Jeff, I didn't know that I would actually win. And in fact, I had no route to actually getting there, but I said, I got to start putting my fears out there and just going for it and giving my all. And that month, when I look back at my seven and a half years, that month and winning that trip, I ended up number two out of the three people that would win. It was, it shattered the glass ceiling of what I had seen at that point as capable for me. And that's what I decided to do from there out is okay. The next thing came up, it was actually team cup. The next thing came up and I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go for the top of that. And I would just hustle. And sometimes I would get it. Sometimes I wouldn't, but I've approached that for the last seven years, seven and a half years. And, um, and all those accomplishments have been because of that, because of that decision to put my fears out there and to just go for it anyway. Well, I think that's, you know, I mean, you, you threw a lot into that, but I, but I love the fact that so you don't always know what the answers are going to be, no. um, but you put yourself in the position where, where you started going and, and the attitude of saying, Hey, everybody's at zero. Why not start with them? You know? And so I, I really, what I want to make sure that we do with these new coaches that are on this call today is that they hear those points because you are in that same position. And uh, there is, there is so much to learn. And, you know, in fact, you won team cup. Um, I think yeah. you know, that year, and there were some, some remarkable people on that team cup as, as well. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but okay. So now let's fast forward to this past year. Uh, you've been an elite 10 coach, six times elite seven years, 2017 was, was, I think it's fair to say a challenging year presented lots of opportunities. Yes. Um, how was it different for you this past year? So I had started with a baby and I waited another seven years to have another. And I had her in November at the end of 2016. And I had come to a place in my business where you know, I have a res great residual income. I have a team that was really moving forward and I took a break and not necessarily a break where I didn't work at all, but I had really stopped being intentional about my own growth. I wasn't necessarily setting big goals every year. I was like running these vision board groups, but I wasn't actually making one for myself last year. I just didn't really know what I wanted. I had done a lot of the things that I thought I wanted to do in the business. And so I, I got stagnant. I just sort of was like, okay, well, I'm just going to manage my team. I'm going to help them achieve their goals and I'm going to focus on them. And um, the first leaderboard came out and I was 126 in the company. And honestly, I didn't even really care. It was the lowest I've ever been. I've never been under 12, I think. And I didn't, I didn't care that I was 126. And that, when I look back, that's concerning to me because 
that's not my personality type. My personality has always been, I'm going to lead from the front. I'm going to show my team by my example. I'm going to be in the trenches with them. And I had taken a back seat and was just sort of going through the motions and had lost like the joy and the passion for it. And it wasn't really until I saw the impact of that and my team's morale, I I started to see them really hit brick walls with their growth. I started to see them sort of fall off of, okay, you know, successful is not really that big of a deal. And oh, I don't really care what rank I am. And I had started to see people actually leave the business. And I started to see, you know, people just get frustrated and feel like, okay, well, there's obviously this is not as fruitful as it used to be. So we're going to go elsewhere. And I had this moment where, of course, you can sit there and you can blame this or that or whatever. I just had this moment where I was like, no, I'm not going to. Just like back in the day, I could have blamed, I didn't have an upline. Or I, you know, if I would have had this, it would have been this way. I had to go back to when I first started and say, like, I have to own this moment and I have to own how maybe I have made some poor choices or how I haven't stepped up to inflate the way that I need to, to be able to lead these people by my example and, and get back to growth and, and personal growth and intentional um, growth. And so I really, in April, decided, no, it's time to take ownership of this and I'm going to change um, the route that we're going and take massive action to be able to get us back on track and figure out whatever challenges we were facing, figure out ways around them or over them or through them. And um, I made a proclamation at summit to all the leaders. I got to speak in front of the two stars and above. And I said, I'm going to climb back from 126 to reclaiming the spot that I know that I'm capable of. And I know that any of them are capable of. So that's what we decided to do. So it's one thing, it's one thing, let me just get this on video again, if they let me back on. Um, <laughs> it's, it's one thing to, you know, kind of rally the troops and say, okay, uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to charge the castle. Okay. Yeah. We're going to do something. And uh, in order to get back, it, it, it had to require some massive and some very uh, pointed action. To, right. to fly your way back in. It sounds like, you know, I got my attitude right. I was accountable. I was responsible. I was owning this thing. But right. then you've got to take that and you've got to say, okay, now I've got to start. You know? Right. So what were some of the things that you thought were most, uh, the most leveraged activities that you engaged in that made the difference in clawing your way back into, to Elite 10 again? Right. So, Hopefully you guys have watched the past two weeks of Melanie and of Ashley because they talked a lot about the the vulnerability piece. They talked a lot about growing in your knowledge of like the new social media ways. And I personally had been like chilling on my Facebook personal page, ignoring everybody else. I'm like, I got this. This is good for me because it's my comfort zone. But I had to realize that things were shifting to Instagram. So I had to get really intentional about learning and being a student again. And so I think for me, um, it started with me starting to become more vulnerable on social media. It started to, you know, follow the people that were the newbies that were doing new ways of social media, the top coaches that you see kind of the up and comers, following them, seeing what they're doing, taking courses, um, figuring out what worked for me, trial and error, sharing those things with my team, collaborating with other, um, other coaches in the network to be able to get new ways of looking at things and thinking, um, a lot of, like I said, trial and error, but a lot of things didn't work. You know, we'd try, oh, well, let's do this kind of group and we'd do it and some of it would work and some of it wouldn't. So you'd leave the stuff that wouldn't and you move forward. And I think in this business, 
my whole business has been built on trial and error because I didn't have clear direction on where I was going, but I would always try to take myself out of where I'm at and be the customer and say, okay, if I wanted the customer experience again, what were the things that I wished I would have had back in the day that would have made the experience easier? What things as a new coach would have made things easier for me? And so I'm always trying to think ahead of if I am in that person's shoes, what do I need now? Um, so I did the same thing with new coaches these days. Instead of copying and pasting coach assignments from two years ago, I started to think, what do they need right now? And working really closely with those newbies to be able to walk them through the new social media way. And if you didn't watch Melanie's call, she talked a lot about that. So that was the first thing, becoming that student, becoming uh, like getting fresh again with the ways that I was doing things rather than just being stagnant instead going through the motions of what had always worked in the past. Just again, see if they will let me, as we get, as we get this thing worked out, we're working kind of the toggling back and forth of what's working with video and what's not. So it's a little rough coaches. Give us a little bit of little forgiveness here, but um, you know, I think what's so key in, in what you're saying is this trial and error. Every coach that I've met that's been successful uh, our elite 10 coach and others is, is that is a piece that they are willing to engage in is when they're curious about right. what is working. And I, I wrote down some words, you know, that you were, that you were just talking about here is that, you know, you develop the mindset of a new coach. You would, you would best practice off of what the newer successful coaches were doing. Right. So the fact that you've been in the business for seven and a half years didn't stop you from going, Hey, what's so-and-so doing? Right. And what does it look like? And then the trial and error aspect, which coaches, it's not just trial and error. What that means is that you are jumping in and trying something and then learning from that and it's the rinse and repeat process. Let me ask this question before we move to another piece. But in your mind, Lindsay, what, what does the activity, what does the activity difference look like between a hobby coach and a coach that really wants to build a business? I think a hobby coach does things when it's convenient and a business coach does things out of discipline. So they don't wait to feel like it. They do it even when they don't feel like it. And I know for a lot of us, you know, if we get, we're in the mode, we can crank out some work, but then if you're not in the mode, you don't even initiate that action. For me, I have to get to a place where I initiate the action, just like in workouts. I do it regardless of how I feel like it, because I find that once I start doing it, I start to feel like it. And so I think that that's the difference that I see in, in hobby coaches and, and actual business builders is the ones that are willing to get the most uncomfortable and do the hard stuff. Those are the business builders. And then the ones that are kind of in it for the fun, they're there for the good times. They're kind of going to go with based on, you know, when they feel is best. That's a hobby coach. So if you really want to build a business, you're going to have to do the things that it takes to do that, which is going to cost you to make some sacrifices and do things when it's uncomfortable. And honestly, it's those fears. It's those things that are the scariest that move you forward the most and that actually cause you to you know, rise up to become the leader that you can be. As you look at this, as you look at this last year, uh, Lindsay, and you talked about, I was watching newer successful coaches. Mm -hmm. Can you identify something that you learned that said, man, this was a learning and through trial and error, I honed this process where I feel like I got significantly better at, and that helped to make a difference. Yeah, I think Insta stories, um, first it was Snapchat and I had a, hard time even thinking of like how I would build that. And then when Insta stories came into play, 
Um, I had been doing Instagram for a little bit. And actually for those pregnant women out there, I grew my Instagram while I was pregnant. That was the biggest shift I made because I actually learned why you would use hashtags. I was like, oh yeah, I want to look at other people's bellies as they grow too. So um, I grew my Instagram while I was pregnant with my last daughter. I'm pregnant again. Uh, but doing stories, I couldn't understand see little clips of my life throughout the day. But what I have realized through watching these people's stories and what they were sharing is it's like the behind the scenes. They're getting to see the real you know, vulnerable piece of you. And I think that that's what everybody on social media craves right now is something tangibly real. It's really hard to fake when you're sharing daily throughout your life. And they're getting to see a side of you that maybe they couldn't see through the filtered photos and everything that was perfectly, you know, statute on your Facebook and your Instagram. So I think that watching people that were really vulnerable, how they were sharing little bits about the business, almost using it like a live sneak peek into the business. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Now I can see why that would be attractive because it's not this little cookie cutter image of uh, what the business might look like. It's the real behind the scenes business with the kids screaming in the background and what it looks like. And that to me, I think cuts a way better picture of what this business really is. And um, I really admired those people for doing that. I said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do that too. And I'm going to do it in my own unique way. And I think that's the key to it as well. Well, I think that's a, that's a great example. I think you know, what's interesting too is with some of the algorithm changes that Facebook has just mm-hmm. announced, um, for anyone that's going to be active, I think, and build a successful business there. I mean, it is all going to be more about relationships and wow. engagement and you know, family, friends, and, re- and relationship. And that means that you're going to have to develop, one is going to have to develop those abilities of, of authentic engagement and, yeah. and, and a realness. Those will be the people that do that consistently, correctly, that will be successful. And the one thing that's been cool about Beachbody is I think we've always been at the forefront of this and I'm confident that we'll continue to be so. Okay. So um, as you look at this comeback here and and you clawed your way back into this, what did you learn about yourself? Hmm. Uh, I think that I'm always, no matter what level I get to, I've got to stay in a state of growth that I've got to lead by example that What I focus on expands. So if I'm focusing on chilling, (laughs) there's a chill effect. Um, I think that I realized I still have like that hustle in me that wants to grow and not necessarily going to be inspired by the same things. But I love the fact that I can control how I respond to things. And I really can't control what life throws at me, but that I can use it to build, um, to build myself, but also to build up others. And it's all a part of your story and what people really find inspiring about you in the, in the first place. And I think it brought back a sort of relatability to our journey and that top coaches aren't, um, we aren't resilient to, to tough times and it bonded my team more than ever. So I think it's a blessing in disguise. So as you, as you take what you learned there and you're to say, coaching the business, not seven years, but seven months or seven weeks, how would that, what you learned, what would you say to a new coach and say, look, if you could learn this aspect of this, what would that be? I think, you know, if we look at our fitness journeys, we've all at some point faltered and we have to get back on the horse. And rather than ignore the fact that, Hey, we faltered, we can actually use that challenge or that struggle that we went through to become more relatable to others. And I think oftentimes it's our, initial reaction to hide that, to hide the struggle, but 
like I said, with social media, the way that it's, it's forming now, we want to see people struggle because it makes us feel like it's possible for us too. So don't hide the fact that you struggle. Don't hide the fact that you've had missteps or that you've had areas where, you know, you fell off track because honestly, that is what makes you be able to connect with someone else. There's one thing they all have in common and that's that we're going to fail at times and that's, we're going to fall short. And if you can be that person that says, you know, Hey, this is where I've been and this is where I'm at now. And this is the changes that I'm using, you know, this little platform to be able to make. And hopefully if I share my journey with you guys, one, it'll help me to stay accountable. I'll get to be, get it back on track myself, but hopefully it'll inspire someone else and they'll get to go on that journey with me. Same thing with the business. You guys, nobody believes there's a perfect coach out there anyway. And the way that you can make this so much more relatable is just to be able to share the real, all the fears that you have is you can just come out with a post and say that my biggest fear is that I'm going to come out here and share that I'm starting coaching again. And you guys are going to think, Oh, here she goes again. But here's the deal. A couple months ago when I started this, I really fell short of what I wanted to do. And I've, I've had this gnawing on my heart that I know I'm supposed to be here. I know I'm supposed to be sharing this journey and inspiring other people. And I really want to take that next step to be able to commit to it. And so I'm going to share my journey as I go through it with you guys in hopes that it inspires you that no matter what you're going after, no matter how long it takes you, that if your heart's in it, that you can do it. So you use that fear to actually be able to propel you forward and connect you with the people that are meant to be on that journey with you. And I think that doesn't change whether you've been in the business for seven weeks, seven months, seven years, whatever. So let's, we need to wrap up here. So two final questions, but so let's, let's focus on new coaches for a moment. If you were to say, okay, I've got this brand new team of new coaches and I want them to be successful. They've relied on me. They have hopes and dreams in their life. Um, and you give your pep talk by saying, but guys, it's going to take work and it's going to take, you know, it's going to take some effort and changing some things or what, how, whatever you say to them. I'm sure it's inspirational, but when it comes, when it comes down to that moment, if you were to say, Hey guys, there's like three things that you have to do to be successful in this business. Tactically, if you're to say, you I mean, you can say be vulnerable, but then that means you've got to be posting regularly. Tell me what you would tell your, this set of new coaches that would help them be the most, create the highest probability of success. And then they would go, I got to do this. Right. No matter so, what. Funny enough, I had a new coach call at like 845 this morning and her big fear is exactly what I just said. She doesn't want to post because she doesn't want to be judged. And guys, I'm here to tell you, people are judging no matter what. But number two, most people are so fearful of what other people are thinking of them, regardless of their coach or not, that they're not thinking about you. You know, they're so worried about themselves. And so we have got to be the kind of people that just take off the layers and, and share because you're releasing that. When you're releasing that yourself, you're releasing it for them. So I'm always thinking about when I'm posting, I'm not thinking about every single person that's going to see my post because that makes me feel like, ah, what is this person going to think? What's this? I think about my ideal coach, my ideal customer. Who's the person that I'm supposed to work with? And for me, it's me seven and a half years ago, that person that was so broken, so desperate for change that she just wanted that future for her family so bad. So I think about her and I think about the things that she needed to see in someone else to feel connected to them and the things that she needed to feel or see 
to be able to take that first step. And I speak to her. And so when I'm sharing my vulnerabilities, I'm not thinking of everyone that's going to see me. I'm thinking of her and she's worth it. And so if there's anything I can tell you, it's just to take that, that first step of action to be able to just lay it out there and post regularly about your journey. You don't have to even pretend you're a coach. You can focus on just sharing your journey as a, as a customer if you want to start. But taking that initial action and getting that stuff out there, that will build up your confidence. And action is the only way to get there because if you're keeping it all to yourself and you're trying to track this perfect post, it's, it's going to make you stagnant. It's going to stop you in your tracks. And so think about that one specific person. Pretend your Facebook is closed to every single person out there except that one person. And that will help you to be able to release some of that stuff that you know you're supposed to share, but you're holding back out of fear because it really is one of the biggest blocks that I see with coaches is just that absolute terrified fear that someone's going to think whatever about you. Um, The number two thing is that all the roadblocks that you hit, they're not there to tell you this is the wrong platform or this is not right for you. You're never going to be able to do this. No, like those are going to be things that your future customers or coaches are going to be dealing with. And the reason why you're dealing with them right now is because you have to be able to get over them. So you're going to be able to help turn around and pull your coach. That's going to go through the exact same thing over that hurdle. And so the way that I've always viewed this is like, okay, I'm in a struggle right now. What is this here to teach me? How can I use this to be able to then mentor the next person that's going through it? I remember Bonnie Ingle struggling with people judging her, and making fun of her and her journey to start. And I could tell her, honestly, I went through the exact same thing. Here's what I did, this, this, and this, and be able to lift her through that hurdle. And then what happened to her? She had to mentor other people through that same hurdle. And that's exactly why those things are given to you. They're not there to take you down. Um, lastly, that those challenges, they're there to create a connection. And so when you're able to just release them, there is no greater thing that you can do on your social media to be able to find your person. They're waiting for you, but you can't, you can't connect with them until you actually do let those things out. Uh, I think those are great, you know, great insights. And again, I'll say coaches, this is a deal where um, it's so easy. And sometimes I look at Lindsay and I go, man, she's been so successful. She's done all of these things, but I also know Lindsay well enough to know that uh, she is in the trenches, uh, you know, driven learning, curious, uh, has developed this, no matter what attitude, has a clear sense of where she wants to go and, and, and what she wants to do. And, and I'll bet you there's a million and one mistakes along the way. But that million and one mistakes means that, again, she's put her, continued to put herself in the situation to create experiences and to create results. And as a new coach, I can't overemphasize um, that uh, man, you've got to be doing, you've got to be sharing your journey. You, you, again, the imp- imperfections are what make it, it, it relatable. And, mm-hmm. and the character is built through doing hard things. That, that's just the way it is, you know, and success is built through doing the hard things of this business. But the fun thing is, it's also helping people. And so we are, we have this magical balance of learning to do hard things, building character, helping other people, uh, you know, and, and growing and, you know, who gets to, who gets to do that? Okay. Lindsay, we have to wrap, but just 30 seconds, Beachbody and, and, and Lindsay Matway, the Lindsay Matway family, what, how, how do things look? How have they changed? Everything has changed. Um, 
it's generational, you know, at this point, it's, it's a legacy for my children's children's children. Um, I would have never, never even comprehended where we're at today. But what's even cooler is, you know, I was with a group of my girls this weekend and it's their family and then their children's children and their children's children's children, you know, at this point. And that to be able to look back and be like, wow, not only has our life changed, but we've changed, helped change, you know, hundreds of other people's lives and that we have that opportunity still. It's even, I believe, even more prosperous today than it was back when I started because there are so many tools, because there are so many things at our fingertips. All you have to do is be willing to let down, you know, the fact that you are going to at times look silly and fail and stuff like that. But it's so worth it when I weigh out what our life looks like today, you know, our, our children's opportunity against the judgment of some random stranger, it just doesn't even compare. And so, you know, I hope that those of you that are watching this understand what you're sitting up against. I mean, it is the most amazing journey to be sitting in this chair, pregnant with my third baby, you know, another baby downstairs playing and getting to be present with my family. And it's just something I never had and that I get to not only give my children, but also know that there's so many other kids out there that are going to have their families involved with their lives in whatever capacity. And it's a blessing that I, uh, I look forward to paying forward as long as possible. Well, that's a, a great way to wrap the call. And I, I appreciate that because I, what we are doing is generational uh, mm -hmm. in nature. I just came away from a retreat down in Florida with, you know, with a bunch of coaches. And as I, each one of the coaches there, I think every one of the coaches there was a, was a mom and, and, and had children. And as we talked, it was about, it was about, yeah, them and learning to become better people. But, but the intent was, yeah, take what I learn, what I'm developing, what I'm growing and, and infuse that in my kids and, and, you know, make, make them, make them better. And uh, that's what, that's what this is all about. And uh, it, it's, it's pretty cool. So Lindsay, thank you so much for being on the call with us. Thanks for your example. Thanks for creating a comeback here. I think that's a great example of, of, you know, having an honest moment, digging in and then doing the things that it takes to get yourself back in that position. Pretty remarkable. Thank you, Jeff. All right. All the best. So coaches, just wrapping up. I mean, Lindsay's talked about a lot of things about mindset, about pulling back in. And I think it's as every bit as relatable to a brand new coach as it is to a seven and a half year coach. But one thing I know that Lindsay has done and many other successful coaches do and that I get asked all the time, you know, what do you do to be successful? And one of my trite answers is, Put yourself in the place of highest potential. Do the things that will create success for you. And sometimes we try and overcomplicate those. One of the things, one of the areas that is the place of highest potential this month and next month, obviously many of you are in the 80-day obsession test group. That is a place of highest potential because you're engaging in a program that has the probability of giving you the greatest fitness results with that program. We all know that. That is why you're there. Similarly, Okay. Now, and listen to me, because I think there's people that are smart and I think there's people that are less smart. People may get mad at me for saying that, but if you want to put your place yourself in the place of highest potential in a business perspective for this, for this month and for next month and the months to come, you will be part of team cup. Okay. Let me repeat that. You will be part of team cup. It is simple. Okay. What happens in team cup 
is pulling people together, focusing on the right activities, lifting each other up, holding each other accountable. There's something that happens there. Yeah, it's simple. Uh, it's, you know, it's one of those things that it's so easy to do that sometimes it becomes easy not to do. But it will take effort to get on that team and pull together. The other thing that's so phenomenal about this month and the way, the way we're aligning our resources and Carl's mind and thinking best thinking is he's created this success club one one three five club and your uh, Facebook page and you can participate in that as well and get this gleaning of best practices and learning of course you have to be registered for summit but man if you want to be successful if you want the highest probability of creating success, of getting the best learning coming to you, of engaging in the best practices and, and, and the tactics to build this business, why wouldn't you? So here's the deal. If you're a diamond coach, two-star diamond coach or above, man, you ought to be leading a team. Just no excuses. You ought to be leading a team. If you're below that in rank, okay, if you haven't been invited to a team, then manage up, get on a team, because that is where success, the highest probability of success will be found, okay? Simply put, and you take the other pieces and you blend that in and it's a good thing. So coaches, that ought to be a priority amongst uh, everything else that you're doing is to get your team registered this week because that will be a leading indicator of the success that you have in the month of February, March and April. I know it. I've seen it happen year after year after year. So I don't know. Believe me, believe me not. But uh, the smart ones, they'll believe me on this one. So coaches, thank you for being on this call. Thank you for changing people's lives, for taking ownership and being accountable of your own life. It, it, that's where character is built. That's where results are built. Uh, that's where dreams are built. So uh, thank you so much. And we will talk to you next week. Thank <laughs> you.